Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome back to the NBM Show. I'm Titus, your host, and I'm here with Harrison as well, co-host. And we got Colton Thompson from Makers Call Company out of Tennessee. Thanks for joining us today, Colton. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Good, man. Good. We're excited about this podcast. Uh, appreciate you coming on, taking the time. And I don't know, you've probably been working on calls all day or something, but glad at the yeah. end of the day, it's uh, probably around five o'clock for you. I'm glad you came on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we just... Finished up eating early dinner, and uh, I, I, I did get to turn calls today. So, uh, yeah, been a busy day. It's that time of year. We're in a, we're in between splits right now. So, okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's all right. So. <laughs> and you guys just got back from the world, didn't you? We did. Yeah, Travis and I both did. We uh, we came back on. I was I started my trip back uh, Saturday night, and I spent the night with him. Then I made it the rest of the way back to home. Afterwards, yeah, we had a we had a pretty good run. We made it to the uh, made it to the third round, which is uh, yeah for the for the world's contest uh, in Stuttgart. That's you know that that's really what you're shooting for. Um, you know, you get to the third round, it's really kind of anybody's game, and you really you don't know what your scores are. Uh, you know, everybody in the crowd does. They get a you know they get a nice little poster board and and they put the scores up as everybody's blowing but we as the callers don't know so you know you make it to the third round everybody's like okay well who's in the lead you know who, who's blowing really well who hasn't you know i mean if you get to the third round though you've blown really well like you're not gonna right. just mm. kind of get into the third round by mistake so the third round is is like the first uh you know win i guess if that makes sense yeah you obviously you want to win the whole thing but uh 
know, that, that third round, I guess, is sort of a consolation prize. I don't like consolation prizes, but it is still <laughs> In that situation, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because you're blowing against, uh, this time we had 56 callers, so you're blowing against 56 of the best callers, you know, across the U.S. Um, so, you know, you're, you're bumping elbows with a lot of folks from all over. Mm. So. Doesn't it kind of help you put your name on the map too? I mean, it gets definitely, it's got to get you more noticed in your calls and stuff too, right? It can. So in the past, that's used to be how guys got their name out there. Um, all of your older call companies, that's usually what they did. Um, they, uh, they, they would compete in Stuttgart and if they won, you know, they either had a call company or was starting a call company and it was, uh, uh, you know, that was just kind of their way to put their name on the map. Right. And uh, nowadays with social media and advertising and the internet, you know, you don't really have to do that as much. It's a little bit easier to get, you know, to get things rolling. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it still definitely doesn't hurt if you go and do well. Yeah, I bet. Gotcha. Now, I don't know too much about that. So going through the rounds, like when you make it to round three, are – is it accumulative points through each round, or is you are you wiped clean at the beginning of each round? Well, I mean, yes and no. It's cumulative. Like each round, you start over and you get scored. A you know, you you, you kind of quote unquote start over. But it, as the rounds go on, you do accumulate. Okay. So yeah, so like each round, it's seventy to eighty. The first round is your score, and you get. Five scores, you drop the highest and lowest, and then you know you get your collective score for that round. And then, mm -hmm. then it's eighty to ninety the second round, then ninety to hundred the, the, the you know the third round. Okay. So it it you do start over in a sense, but it is cumulative at the same time. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, before we get in, oh go ahead. Well, that's, and that's usually across the board for for all contests, as far as I know, for scoring. Right. So. So how many guys are were even with you by the time you hit the third round? The third round this year was seventeen callers. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. And it go how many rounds does it go? Is it five? Three. It's oh, it is three. Yes, yeah, three three rounds for main. Oh yeah, you're definitely then for sure. You're at you're at the end, right? Like you said. Yeah, you're right there. You can. Okay, you can, you can, that makes more sense why you were saying that because. Yeah. Yeah, because out of that, so do they? How many places do they? set is it three like first second third or no they do first and then they do first runner up through uh i believe tenth runner up so oh, okay i guess you know technically 11 spots yeah uh, hmm. okay but, yeah each round like the first round everybody blew that was 56 callers and then the second round it was um they cut it down to 28 and then they cut it down to 17 mm. wow yeah that's definitely Pretty saying something then yeah, pretty big cut on the on the on the second round. You know, they cut it in half. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Before we get any further in this this episode, can you tell everybody where they can find you if they're looking for calls or social media, any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got a website, uh, makerscallcompany.com, and then we have Instagram, which is makerscallcompany, and then Facebook, of course. Um, We've also got TikTok that I've tried to start giving some love to as well. It's really not, that's kind of out of my age range. <laughs> uh, really not my, not my forte, but, 
I, I basically just take what I'm going to post for reels and, and put those over on TikTok. Right. But we're on TikTok too. So yeah. uh, try to keep that as like a, I've always thought of just keeping it as a kind of a how-to place uh, mm. for us. So those seem to do very well. So I think that's what we're going to that's what we're going to keep doing until that doesn't work out. Mm. How'd you guys get started? Kind of like to hear the backstory and history of maybe just for you personally, since your partner's not <clears throat> on here, but yeah. how you got into duck hunting, what how you grew up with stuff, and then roll into what made you guys decide to start making calls and stuff. Yeah, so I'll kind of work, I'll jump like right in the middle of the story and then I'll work my way back. So we've got Maker's Call Company, which is Travis Ward and I. And, I, um, and, and I'm, I'm Colton Thompson for, I don't know if I did a formal introduction or not, uh, but it's Travis Ward and myself uh, for Maker's Call Company. And Maker's Call Company is short for, um, you know, two custom call makers call company, you know, that obviously doesn't have a nice flow to it. So we shortened it, condensed it to makers call company. So Travis and I's background is in custom call making. That's something that Travis has done, I believe for about 15 or 16 years. And then I started in 2019. So that puts me uh, 20, 21, 22, 23. I've been custom call making for four years. So almost 20 years of call making experience between both of us. Uh, Travis is the same age as me, but he just got into it a lot earlier than I did. Um, so we, Travis and I joined forces on, uh, I believe it was like April of 2020 is when we had the idea of Maker's Call Company. Um, and the, the idea behind it was there's only so much you can do custom call wise at a vault in, in, in a volume aspect. Right. Um, you know, I only turn about anywhere from three to five a week in, uh, you know, in my custom call shop. Uh, you know, whereas with makers we're selling, uh, you know, especially this time of year, you know, we're filling 50 or 60 orders in just a couple of days. So, um, that that right there kind of just hopefully gives you an idea of what the difference is between you know what we do on the maker side and the custom side and to go down even further you know custom calls are typically a lot more kind of extravagant i guess a little right. bit more flashier you've got yeah. different burls and different materials you know whereas on cnc calls um typically most of the time it is just acrylic you know and then right. different colors of mm -hmm. acrylic um so we we had the idea to do the makers lineup to um you know we thought our calls sounded good obviously you know we were confident in that and we were wanting to do set you know, travis had already done a cnc line i was thinking about doing one and then we both were just like well, why don't we just team up pull our resources together and just try to have our own call company you know just do something different and at the time we really weren't expecting it to get to the level that it's at now uh, I mean, we, you know, we knew a couple of guys that, you know, bought custom calls from us, but we really had no expectation going into, uh, you know, starting Maker's Call Company. So Maker's is, you know, kind of the idea started in 2020 and we sold our first round of calls in 20, 2020, 2021, you know, that, that duck season. Mm. Um, of course, duck season for us over here in the Southeast is, you know, typically December to January. Mm -hmm. Um so we started with i think it was 84 calls total of our first duck season is what we like that's what we had our machinists make for us 
and that's what we sold. I think we might have sold a few more at the end of the year. So we went from selling, you know, that many that year, and then the next two, um, then the next two to three. Let's see, this would be season number three. In the next two duck seasons, we end up selling several thousand. Wow. It's almost, yeah, so it's almost like it just um, just happened out of nowhere. So that kind of blew us away that we had that kind of support, but kind of made us understand that, you know, what we were doing, a lot of people liked, and a lot of right. people liked the same, you know, style of calls that we were making. So we were like, hey, this, this may not be a bad idea. Um, so now you still make your own custom calls outside yeah. of Maker's? Yeah, that's correct. So I know it does get confusing for guys that are, you know, not in the call collecting or, or, you know, don't buy a lot of duck calls all the time. So, yes, I still make custom calls. That's what I do full time right now. Um, So here in the off season, I pick that up more so than makers because, you know, with 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 makers, we you know, we we see a dive in the market, you know, right there around January, February and March. And it doesn't really pick back up until August. So that time allows me to do custom call work and then travis still does some from time to time um but he's uh he's still working as a crop insurance adjuster so uh so his you, job you just good. you just do calls full-time now right mm-hmm, that's right yeah yeah i took that dive back in um i believe it was like january of 21. okay so yeah, I, I, I jumped off quick. I don't know that if I would have thought through it much more, <laughs> if I would have actually done it. And I, I told my wife not too not too long ago, I was like, what were you thinking? You know, let me, you know, do that. She's like, honestly, I don't know. Like, yeah. But it's worked out, you know, it, it's it's done okay. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, yeah. About a year and a half ago, I ju- I. I went from a salary job and I started my own business and went out on my own. So I, I understand that completely. And I feel like the year that we're in right now, like these are the tough ones, like year three to five, like, you know, you, you lose that buzz after the first two to three years or you can, you know, then you're like, you know, all right, how do we, how do we build from year three to get to year four and five and, and continue to, you know, do different things while doing the same thing that we have been doing. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to put that together. And, and there's days where I think me and Travis have it completely figured out. And then there's days where I'm sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That I've thought that myself a lot about calls, you know, making calls like, if you get it, if you get customers like me and Harrison, you're just going to constantly sell calls and make money off us. But some people are like one and done, you know, like they buy a call and then that's yeah. all they're ever going to do. They get their two calls on their lanyard that they, yeah. they like how it sounds and they just yeah. they blow them forever. But and you're like, okay, how do you make a living off? Like, I guess people are getting older, older people getting older, younger people getting older. So it's just kind of a, it's probably, I mean, people have done it you're for right. years, right? Yeah, you're right. And it's a saturated market. Mm-hmm. Even, oh yeah even, i mean there's more call makers now than there ever used to be it seems, mm-hmm. seems like and <clears throat> it, it is tough you know it's um it's not easy i mean i know it's went fast for us but it's not for the lack of of work and 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 want to for sure because i mean i'm still i'm still working at night trying to you know day and night trying to get stuff done making sure that you know we've got stuff coming up that people are gonna like it's mm-hmm. It's been a uh, it's been a grind. I hate to use that word. I think it's kind of overused, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's tough, you know, to kind of crack into a market that's 
heavily saturated and and you're right there's a lot of buyers out there that you know some some folks have had a dr85 for 20 years <laughs> yeah they, they don't want to use anything else i hung so, with a couple older guys just like that yeah yeah and it is usually the older guys i mean it really is it really is usually the older ones but um you know it and duck calls are weird we've come to find that out you know I don't think there's any other thing in waterfowl quite like duck calls. And I don't know why it is like that, but you know, people buy duck calls year round and it's the craziest thing. And I don't know why it is, but (laughs) Hey, you'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So you said you're in your split, meaning you, you've already hunted a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. How's how's your season? How'd that part of the season go? Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Really dry, and I mean, there's been bird, there were birds around, but we're in a bad drought. Over here. Mm, all right, we understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, you know, I, there have been some guys that have done really well um, that I've heard, uh, but at, you know, in large, it, it hasn't been very good mm. for uh, the majority. So. All right. We shot a few. It felt good to be back. I, I don't have any complaints, but it, it wasn't as good as it as I would perhaps prefer. I think we're going to have a later season, um, and I think it's going to get really good about January. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. a feeling. Yeah. Sounds like you're a lot like us then as far as flyway and timing of birds and stuff. Yeah. Are you guys – so you guys are all the way on the West Coast, right? Yes, right. sir. And we're we're – People try to say we're central, but we're actually well. Yeah, I guess we are. We yeah, are. Well, what we call people call the Sac Cal- Valley Northern California. Right. And it's not. We call the Central California, but so I don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends who you talk pretty to. Close. We're pretty close to right in the. But we're far enough down that stuff doesn't start kicking off till mid December. You know, whatever. So when is y'all's waterfowl season? Do y'all have a longer? We season? We do have a long one. It's the third Saturday in October, through. It used to be the last weekend so this the last sunday in january and now last year they changed it till the 31st so mm-hmm. we get third saturday in october usually the 21st through 24th through january 31st yeah no splits it's a long season yeah that's not even including the junior hunt afterwards the vet hunt after that and then yeah. the go- late goose you know we get around 100 100 days pretty close yeah we get 60 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it and, uh, you know, whether those 60 are good or bad, they don't give you any kind of mm-hmm. bereavement. Right? Right. It is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. We, it, like I said, it was good to be back. It was good to scratch that itch. But, um, yeah, I would, I would like to start, you know, pulling the trigger a little bit more. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. So, <clears throat> we, uh, we talked about this before the podcast, but I'll just, for everyone listening, mm-hmm. I'm, we're out of state on a duck hunt recently kind of worn out having a hard time chasing the birds down trying to find them we found some birds we go back that evening and i'm laying in my room in the airbnb harrison's in the other room to actually you tell the story i'm I'm sitting on the couch with with john this this other kid john that went with us and i'm just scrolling instagram tiktok whatever and i stop and i was listening to that video you had put out that reel on tiktok Uh and i'm listening to it and John, I'm just sitting there. He I has look, it really low, so I can't and hear. I, it's real quiet. I'm just, I look up at John, and he kind of looks up at me, and he's like, dude, that sounds good. So then I said, hey, watch this. Because I know Titus and I both, we're just, <laughs> we, 
really fascinated into duck calling and, and blowing calls and collecting them and whatnot. So I just I turned my phone up and I sat it there on the couch and he's all the way across the Airbnb in his bedroom with the half with the door half closed. <laughs> and I could hear him. He's on the phone to his wife and he's all, Hold on. What call is that? You know, <laughs> from from across the house. <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's that new Makers. They just dropped it. This was Tuesday, and so they just dropped it yesterday. <clears throat> so I went on there. I was like, I, I, mean, I, I have, to be honest with you, I didn't know too much about Makers. I've heard of you guys, heard it a little bit, but I'm a, I'm a call collector. I literally pulled my card out, bam, ordered one. And then I walk into his room, hold my credit card. He's like, what would you do? I'm like, ah, oh, it's it's ordered. The deed it's has done. been done. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bolo, mind you. So it's the, right. the bolo. And little did he know, as he's already walking there showing me his card, I was looking it up, ordering it myself. <laughs> our call, our order numbers was one apart. It was like 92, 93 or something. So it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny but. but, yeah, they come in Monday. We're excited to try it out. So can you explain a little bit about the Bolo? What's different? What's special about that call? Yeah. So this has been – we wanted to come out with – well, let me start here. I know you guys are familiar with like Lair's hybrid calls. Right. Um, Lair's, you know, got a heavy footprint out there. We, so hybrid, the, the term hybrid now has got thrown around and, and a lot of people have hybrid calls. And what we wanted to do was, and something we noticed that there was a gap of, is on the hybrid scale, you've got J-frame on one end, you've got cut down on the other. We noticed a lot of the hybrid calls would come in, you know, either at the middle or closer to, you know, how a traditional J-frame would run. Right. Well, what we wanted to do was come in closer to the cut down side. And so the bolo was the fit for that. Um, so what we've done is we took a – our, our insert's a little bit shorter. It's bored out, so that's typically how cut downs are. Um, and we've got we've got an upslope tone board, which is usually in place for cut downs. And then we have a ten mil cut down style reed. Um, you know, the cut down cut down style reeds are usually a lot slimmer and longer and skinnier. And then we've got a little bit longer barrel than than normal. Uh, or I say, you know, a little bit longer than what we're accustomed to putting on calls. Um, right. So that's the bolo, um, you know, from a technical sound or, you know, technical standpoint, it is, it's going to sound like a, a cut down if you want to run it that way, but mm. it's also going to sound like a J frame, a very, you know, deep, a very deep pitch, very aggressive J frame, if you want to blow it that way. Mm. So it, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a very fancy call. You're not going to be able, you know, if you spend enough time on it, get your air used to it maybe, but it, it's going to be just a good solid hunting call. That's going to get a lot of birds attention because it's going to have its own unique kind of tone and sound to it. Right. What are you doing that makes making it sound like a cut down versus a J frame? What are you, how are you doing your own sequence and stuff? So I mean, I'll run it. I like. How do I personally? Yeah, or you just do more back pressure, or like. Well, so you know, blowing a cut down versus blowing a J frame is uh, it's not it's different air presentation, and you have Mm -hmm. different mechanics with your hand, Mm -hmm. but it's not that much harder. Um, So I'll I'll clear that up for guys. I know I know a lot of people say cut downs are harder to blow, but for me, 
you're having a more abrupt shut off with your tongue and you're using your hand more to throw that note. Mm, so a lot more snappy. You mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not blow. I say you're not, you know, you're not pushing your air through the car. You're cutting your note, you know, you're cutting your air off really quick, you know, cause with a, with a J frame, you're usually just kind of dragging. Mm. I don't say dragging your nose. I know what you mean. Dragging. We yeah, were talking about that. We were just talking about it. Just hang, it hangs out longer. It does. Yeah. 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 Which I, I hate to say, cause everyone, you know, you say I have a 285, getting close to 300 episodes on here, and stuff I said four years ago, maybe my opinions changed, but it's like I have gotten so much. I I'll never get rid of my layers at all. I love them to death. Love them, but I will say, like the snap of a cut down. I I guess you could do that. You can do that too with the layers. I'm not saying that, but it just has just that different. It's got a different tone. Yeah, you know, it just sounds so yeah. good. And <laughs> there's not, on the West Coast out here, I mean, hardly anybody blows them. If you stop 100 guys out there hunting, mm -hmm. you'd be lucky mm -hmm. if one of them mm -hmm. had a cut down on their lanyard at, at, at the top. So it's kind of one of those things we almost started using it as, you know, something different. Little, you know, especially later in the year, you can really tell the birds just they just react to it different out here because all they hear is a monotone J frame from the top to the bottom all the way down the west coast. Yeah, well, you know, for the guys, we're I think we we're talking about this earlier for the guys that didn't, uh, you know, that don't want to switch between calls a good bit, you know, that just want one call and right. want to be able to, you know, sound, mm -hmm. you know, sound like they have two different calls. The bolo is going to be that, you know, that missing link for folks. That was that was one of the ideas behind the call. Have that, has that been a hot call for you right now? Yeah, it has. Yeah, we're sold out of them. Um, okay. We're supposed to have a, uh, a restock probably mid December, I think. Okay. Okay. On, on the stock colors. So. Okay. Would you be able to do a sound file for us with that? With the yeah, bow? absolutely. We'll see what we can do. Hopefully, okay. I won't. Hopefully, I hadn't. Hopefully, I won't miss a note. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I put my call down a good bit. Hey, you were in world, so this can't be half as bad as that. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna make <laughs> sure my call is locked in here. There we go. Sounds good, man. That yeah, sounds Hopefully that didn't, uh, no. blow anything out on the speakers. No. no. Not even close. Not good. So I got to ask. We, we kind of talked about it beforehand, made sure it was cool with you and everything. What yeah. are you – I already forgot what you called that that one. The high hand. The high hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so How are you doing that, dude? <laughs> are you just closing right. your hand off? Uh, well – no, yes and no. It depends. This is how I do it. Now I'm not I'm not as efficient at it as as I'd like to be, but this is the way you do it. You take your you, you've got your exhaust in your call. Basically, what you're going to do is um, cover with, with whatever finger you think is comfortable for you. Sometimes I use my pointer finger. Sometimes I use my my bird finger. Uh, what you want to do is, and it's going to be different for everybody, different for each call and your air presentation, but you want to cover up maybe half of that exhaust, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less. 
And what that's going to do is that's going to build up a little back pressure in the call, obviously, but it's going to thin that note out and it won't sound as gravelly and rattly. Mm -hmm. So it should sound, let's see if I can get it right. So you can play with your adjustment on your on your finger if you want it to be a little bit louder. So you can change it. You can change it to make it sound a little bit louder, a little bit, you know, more muffled. Um, you know, for the field, maybe it's not. Um, maybe it's not very helpful, but it is still kind of cool to do on the right. call. You. You'll see it some in competition, so it's just a little asset to you know, little little uh, little tool to put in your tool yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I think it just sounds great too. It just you just don't ever hear no one do it, and when you, it reminds me of when you're out hunting, and off in the distance you hear a hen just going nut off. You know, yeah. that's what it reminds me of. I love it. Yeah, it sounds. Great. I mean, and I say you can't use it hunting. I I just don't do a lot on a call when I'm hunting, so. I, I, I probably wouldn't use it. Um, maybe if I got desperate and you know everything else wasn't working, but most <laughs> of the time I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty straightforward. Yeah, right. but it's easy to do. You just have to play with your uh, you know play with your placement uh, on the exhaust and just kind of see what feels comfortable for mm. you. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you'll. I have a feeling you may be doing that a good bit. Tonight. <laughs> oh, I'll be messing with it. <laughs> he actually almost had it figured out just from that video. He was messing like, oh, I, mean, I knew you were cutting the air off. I didn't I didn't particularly know you were putting your finger completely over the yeah. zone, you know. But. Yeah, it depends on how the call runs too for you. I mean, you may be able to use your hand. Um right. I I for me I would have a tendency to, for it to airlock. So I don't exactly I don't that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Then you then you'll turn into a speck right. you yeah. don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Uh, um. So, I guess <clears throat> I kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were. So, you've been have you been duck hunting for quite some time, like your whole life? No. So, uh, Travis is the seasoned veteran. My first duck season was 2017. Okay. Really? Yep. That's that crazy. Pretty good caller. That's crazy. <laughs> you yeah. Took that serious. Uh, I yeah, I dove off the deep end when I was when I had the the funds to be able to to do it because I mean you know as a college kid I graduated college in 2016 you know you don't I didn't want to ask my parents for you know for money to go basically have fun mm -hmm. and uh, so when I graduated I was like you know I think I've seen some guys duck hunt never really never never had been on a duck hunt but just had seen you know watched the videos I think Duck Commander was kind of popular at that time. Um, so yeah, I was one of those guys watching them. Um, I still think, I still think the duck commander crews done a, done a good bit for, mm. um, for folks. I, I don't think they're bad at all. I know, I know they get a bad rap, but especially from a, from a spiritual walk there. Right. Rapper. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the sure. original, the original duckman videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was first, uh, filming of duck hunting. Really? There was, we'll usually yeah. have those playing when we go somewhere, just playing in the background. Yeah, it's something yeah. you watch your whole life. Love watching those. Still don't get yeah, tired duck, of them. Yeah, duck hunting's cool, man. It's it's because it, I I had started deer hunting in college, but uh, <laughs> man, you know, deer hunting is boring. I mean, it is. <laughs> you know, there's days where I want to go, and there's days I need a little quiet time. But 
overall that fellowship that comes along with, with yeah. duck hunting yeah. is is really fun and I and I enjoy it. So I fell off the deep end when I found out you could sit there and have a conversation and cut up and, and laugh and, and have a good time all the while hunting. So right. uh, yeah, it's it was kind of crazy for it to go as fast as it has for me, but um you know, I just put my foot on the gas and kept rolling. Mm-hmm. Now, where did you go to school? So I graduated from uh, University of Alabama. Okay. In Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm from, I'm from Northeast Alabama, uh, which is where I still currently live. And Travis is in West Tennessee in Huntington. That's where we have everything centralized out of for, for makers. Mm. Gotcha. Huntington, Huntington, Tennessee is the, is the hub for all things makers call company. It okay. is, uh, I keep half the inventory here and ship out of my shop. Um, but that's where we keep everything. That way, if anybody wants to travel through and come by the shop, because we're working on, we're getting our shop built right now. Um, so next year, when guys want to stop in, grab a car, or sit down and chat, we'll have the shop open and, and and available for guys to come through. And that'll be in Tennessee. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be right down the road from Travis's house. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I graduated from UA in 2016. I've got a engineering degree. Uh, I used it for a little while, but. In 21, I, I saw a way out to not have to use it, so I, I kind of jumped ship and just figured out how to make it work. That's not an easy degree degree to get either. Uh-uh. No, it's it 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 wasn't, but uh, I did use it for a little bit, mm-hmm. so that way my parents couldn't be too upset with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got I got three, and I've well, I work in the field that they're aimed towards, but I never needed them. Right after I graduated, well, actually, my last semester of, of college, I, I went out on my own, started my own business. So, I don't know. It's one yeah. of those things. You'll always have it. You will. Yeah, I mean, the, the arsenal um, is just down the road from, I say down the road, I'm like an hour from the arsenal, which is where I used to work. So, if I needed to go back, I could. You know, it's a, it's a good fallback. I'm, I'm not planning on doing that, though. So. Mm-hmm. I like my uh, I like my freedom during the day. I like to be able to go and do as I choose. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. What's <laughs> What's your guys's favorite uh, cut down that is popular with people, but also your guys's favorite cut down? All right, so it's different for me, and it's different for Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like personally the LA short the LA short cut. Um, I think that's a really good call. That like we were going to line up. You know, going from J frame to cut down, I would say origin, bolo, LA shortcut, and then we step into the maker's cut. Um, mm. That that is kind of I use the LA shortcut used to be the the segue into into cut downs for folks. Like if so, folks would say, "Hey, I've been I'm thinking about getting a cut down. I want to try them. You know, what do you think would be a good you know cut down to start with?" And I would always say the LA shortcut. Now Travis would say the shortcut. Um, just the standard liked, short. Just the standard shortcut. That's right. And then and then I like the maker's cut, the full length one, and he liked the full length uh LA cut. So we were split on that one. Mm-hmm. Oddly. But the maker's cut and the LA shortcut seem to be probably our, our best our two best cut downs that we sell the most of that people really like. And we're working on a new cut down right now, so that'll be another call for next year. We won't have it ready for this season. Um because we pushed out the spec call, the tarmac, and then we pushed out the bolo. So we were like, "All right, that's enough. That's enough new stuff for this year. We're gonna, we're gonna do a little bit of 
tweaking on the new cut down and hopefully have it rolled out. Um, uh, right now we're planning on rolling it out at NWTF in, in mm. February. Okay. Be a big show. You guys hunt a lot of specs. I don't know. Travis, Travis hunts them more than I do, but, uh, uh not, not too terribly much. Okay. I know that, I know you guys have a lot of specs out there, right? Yeah. 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 That's about the only Arkansas. goose call I carry. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in Arkansas, they, they get covered up with them a good bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I think specs are cool though. I like watching them work because mm, they no, kind of yeah. work. Um, and, and if you're really good on a spec call, it's really impressive just to listen to some of the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So I appreciate you sharing the cut down deal with because I know there's newer people to it. They'll definitely want to listen. So you said the first one was what again? Of the, like you would say, uh, the LA shortcut. LA shortcut. Yeah, like so. If you're wanting to step into a cut down for the first time, uh-huh. the LA shortcut that would be my recommendation because. So we'll step, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll dissect it a little bit. The LA shortcut's got that that 45 degree angle on the front of the mm-hmm. tone board. Mm-hmm. If you pull it apart, it's going to be kind of jagged. And with that, I think that makes the call run looser and gives you more of an aggressive tone throughout the call, more so than just a regular maker's cut uh, insert. Mm. Now, when you throw the short barrel on there, it's not going to require you to keep as much air in the call to keep the reed going. And it's going to be, it's going to feel more like what you're used to with a J frame. So that's mm. why I always suggest it over, yeah. over anything else. It, it yeah. really, helps, really helps guys, you know, make that jump. Yeah. Now, I can't remember if I've seen or not. Do you guys sell J frames? Yeah, abs- oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We so we have the Monarch and we have the Origin. Our Origins are still our best seller. I mean, mm. we sell we're almost sold out of them. You know, we we didn't forecast or I think we forecasted correctly, but we just we just missed it by a few. So we're uh so anybody listening, we've got Origins coming. Uh, I hope this weekend or first next weekend okay. we'll have to restock. But yeah, the Origin is our that was our that was our uh, that was our first call that we came out with in mm. 21. And it's been a big hit with a lot of folks. We've got a read kit for it. Reads one through six. I didn't know uh, that. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So they're yeah. already, are those reads hand cut? Lasered. Lasered. Uh, okay. So similar to the letter system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got those. We've got laser reads for the origin. We have laser reads for the monarch. And then we're going to have laser reads for the bolo as well. Okay. Mm, that's good to know. That is good to know. I wanted to get some feelers on what people thought about it. You know, what, what they thought that, the stock read right now how it ran and then kind of build right. the build the uh read kit based off of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i like i like having that that option you know especially for just the ease of of tuning for hunting as far as you know a lot of these guys i mean even myself i've tuned calls a little bit but not you know crazy into it so just i mean i grew up blowing the layer system so it's just kind of easy i know what read i blow every year i grab a few of them clean them up, yeah. slap them in there, you bottom them out and you know, you're yep. you're the same every time without having to sit there and, and sand and file yep. on stuff. Yep, absolutely. And I, I like it too. I mean, I, I'm the same reason as you. I like to be able to just cuz cuz we what we've done is we took out human error right uh, mm-hmm. with that. exactly. You know, you know, making those micro adjustments with the laser that really lets you know, hey, I do mm-hmm. 
need a heavier call or I don't. You know, I, I just think it takes out human error and makes makes life a lot easier for guys. And then that way they don't have to worry about having a pair of scissors or anything. Yeah, like that. right. And I like how it gives you just a straight baseline. Like, and this calls a a th- one point three six five. So I can just mm-hmm. always buy that read, and I know that's what I like for you know I, what, yeah. what I want that call to sound like, and I don't have mm-hmm. to mess with it. And it's you know day in day out, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. So our reads are, are one through six, one being the lightest, six being the heaviest. And okay. we usually send everything out with a three. So, okay. Hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. I'm going to, that's super good. Yeah. I'm going to look into picking up a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> spend more money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, he, if you do it, I have to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the, the origin really is I, the origin of the bolo are, are, are really tough to be. I mean, the mo- it's, it's hard for me to pick one that I really love. Because uh, I love them all. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me here a while back, you know, what call do you keep on your lanyard? I say, like, and I just rotate through them because I, you know, I have to ball them and make sure that you know in the field they sound like I think they need to. Yeah. If we need to make any adjustments next year, so um, of course I've got my custom calls too that I need to um, that I need to blow in the field as well. So it's tough for me to pick, but you know the origin uh, is, is is pretty tough to beat. Um, and I, and I feel like each call has its own group of lovers because we do have some folks that say they can't blow the origin, but they love the Monarch and, what, and vice versa. What would you say the Bolo is closest to? The origin uh, or the... Man, I, it's honestly equally in the middle between the origin and in the cut down. I guess I mean, it I'm, really is. It's, it's really not any, because if I say it's one way closer, then I'm like, ah, no, it may be a little bit closer this way. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really tough for me to pick. We're just stuck right there in the middle. Hmm. I guess what I'm getting at is if I'm going to order one, which one do I order? <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got the Bolo, in my opinion, if you really wanted to go to the other end of the spectrum, I would go with the Monarch because if you lined up the hybrid scale, you got the Monarch being on the J frame end, the origin kind of being, you know, five, you know, your scale, you know, one to 10, it's a five. And then like the Bolo would be, you know, your seven or eight. Mm. And then a 10 would be, you know, a true cut down. Mm, That's my opinion. Don't hold me to it, but that's, Mm. that's kind of what I think. Now on your custom calls on your own personal thing, are you making, cut downs and j frames all for that so the cut down was my addition to the makers lineup so i came up with the makers cut that was my my baby so i'd say 90 percent of it was me 10 percent travis and then in juxtaposition to that the origin would be 90 percent travis mm. and 10 percent you know my input uh mm. so and then the monarch was an equally divided call that we both i'd say 50 50 split that one um Gotcha. So, but yes, I, so, but I do have, I, well, I've got some sitting here. I've got, I've got my own, this is my original, uh, old style shape is what I call this. This is my old style J frame. Uh, and then I've got, I made a new call this year. I've got a new style J frame, which a lot of people kind of confuse this with the Monarch and I can see it some, but it's, it's, it's not the monarch <laughs> it's uh it's close in shape and uh, but it doesn't it, it doesn't sound the same as the monarch but it, this is where the monarch started is with mm. this new style 
but but there there is some there is some uh um you know some bleed over but but not too terribly much and then of course i have the cut down which looks just like the maker's cut gotcha mm. what's your favorite wood for a, for a call well for a cut down i really like cocobola if i'm mm. using that we're now we're talking about tone boards okay so mm. if if we're you know because with here i'll show you on this one because with uh, with custom calls you've got the ability to sleeve a call so you've got a blue tone board which is a totally different material than what the keg is here right so you know as far as tone board goes for a cut down it's going to be cocobola now when we when we step into j frames i would say probably like persimmon or hedge mm. because those two have a natural rasp to them they're going to be a little bit more raspy than cocobola or african blackwood they're the mm. you know cocobola and african blackwood are going to run really smooth um mm. so that's the reason I, I like in cut downs to have a kind of smoother running material because that cut down is already going to have enough mm -hmm. gravel in it and i don't want to i don't want to give it too much mm -hmm. so yeah now if we're talking about yeah if we're talking now if we're talking about just like strictly looks mm -hmm. And like, what's my favorite material to turn? I'm a big fan of maple, curly maple, or uh, maple burl. Those are my two kind of go-tos. I really like turning them. I think they look pretty. That's just kind of, I just gravitate towards that material. Mm -hmm. How long is it taking you to make, I mean, I don't know if I want to, maybe we should, I should ask that question just for the sake of what it costs and the time. But, I mean, it's probably pretty labor-intensive, right? It is, you know, it's gotten a lot quicker uh, since I know where I'm going, right? But um, it, if 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 nobody, like a basic call, nobody bothers me. My phone doesn't go off. Um, which is not doing podcasts. Yeah. yeah, not doing podcasts, no. <laughs> uh, if, if my phone's not going off, I'm not responding to messages. And I just, if somebody hands me a blank of wood and says, go, mm -hmm. I can get typically which is this is just a, a regular just a regular old call coca-cola mm -hmm. coca-cola insert coca-cola barrel um i can get that done in about an hour and a half you know okay. maybe two hours yeah uh two hours i'm long in yeah uh the other ones you know they're two three hours you know because i gotta let glue dry and all that kind of stuff and i don't really work fast particularly i mean i could definitely just come in here and, and blow and go but i i really enjoy the process of making a call yeah like i really i really look forward to it when i get to do it so i try to go in there and i'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty tedious or I, or I you know i think i'm pretty tedious mm -hmm. when i do it mm -hmm. so now the makers they're all acrylic cnc that's correct. Yeah. So the CNC, you know, they'll spit them out in, in 10 minutes versus, you know, taking me, right. you know, an hour or two to. And to you guys outsource them. You're like, you're not machining them yourself. Uh, not currently. We've got a machinist that does that, that maps our designs yeah, right. for us and then turns those parts for us. But we've got machines coming in house in the spring. Nice. So that way we can, that's just another cost that we can try to mm -hmm. figure out how to. So right. Travis is gonna Travis is gonna uh, head that up for us. He's gonna be our head machinist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I guess if, if 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 there's other people in the world that can figure it out, I feel fully confident that that he can. Yeah. So, right. I'm not, awesome. Not worried about it. Yeah. Well, man, um, 
I appreciate you coming on again. You answered a billion questions I had. Super interesting. No, I, I love I love doing it. If you guys have any more, there's really no uh, there's no wrong question to ask. I yeah. guess, but I, I like I like kind of nerding out on the calls. Uh, you know, getting down in the in the technical parts of it. I, mm-hmm. I do. I really enjoy that. Yeah, so. awesome. I could foresee us doing another one. Yeah, oh, we will. <laughs> yeah, we always do. I always end up having the same people back on. Just hit it off really good, and I appreciate your your input, your your knowledge, and some of the tips that you've given already in this podcast, which I know, guys, you need to go check them out and follow them in any social media if you can, if you have it, because um, you've already did some stuff on there. I've been duck hunting for a long time, but I'm not going to say I've been a great duck caller. I've gotten better over the last couple of years because I've really put a ton of time into it. But right. <clears throat> like you said some stuff on some of your videos. I can't remember the last one I just watched. I was like, man, I never I never thought of that. It was one. Of, I think it was one of your last videos you put up. It was it was probably the cut down because a lot of people asked me, "Hey, how do I do a cut down?" And I uh, it was that one. Guys, yeah, because I told guys, and and I've taught a lot of people this way, and it's almost like a light bulb goes goes off in their head, and I don't know why I'm teaching them, you know, to basically lock the call down with your hand, mm-hmm. yeah. and a split second after you cut your note off, or uh, start your. I'm note. sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. A split second after you start your note. You know, you cut your cut your uh, cut your note off, and your and your hands open. So you open your hand, you cut your note off. You know, just a split second after. Sorry, mm-hmm. I got that confused for some, yeah. some guys. But yeah, that. I mean, it's stuff like that 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 I think should you know that I do it so much that I don't think that it's valuable information. I have to remind myself. There's a lot of guys out there that want to learn how to do it, mm-hmm. and I remember being that guy. And I mean, because when I started calling just in general, in my head, was my way out of the state of Alabama to be able to go hunt. I was like, well, if I can blow a duck call really well, um, maybe I'll get invited to go places, which obviously doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> me being naive. But but yeah, if you I are was, a bad caller, you don't get invited. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Right, right. Um, but, you, you know, that is stuff like that that I have to remember. Hey, there, I try to remember, you know, what it was like being in my shoes mm trying to learn how to call, you know, the, the type of information that I was looking for. Right. So I try, I'm trying to do a better job of that this year of, of trying to coach guys and give them some tips and hints on how to progress and get a little bit better. Yeah. Well, Hey man, we're going to let you go. I know it's the evening for you. We appreciate your time, man. Nice meeting you on uh, yeah, hopefully next year. I don't know if are you guys going to be at the Delta waterfowl event next year. We're planning on it. Yeah. Okay. That was a really good week for us. That was so, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna try to um, we're gonna try to be there for sure. Cool. I'm gonna try to go this year. Yeah, it's it was it's a good a it was a good time. Delta did a really good job uh, mm-hmm. putting that together. Had a lot of really great vendors. Yeah, so we were really impressed with it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, everybody, thanks for uh, thanks again, Colton, for being on the show. And uh, guys, they also have a podcast. What's the name of your podcast, Colton? The Makers Call Company Podcast. We okay. kept it pretty. Yep. Yeah, it's it's basically a diary for us so that we can find a you know find a way around social media because a lot of the stuff that we post sometimes doesn't get to everybody. So mm. we're trying to just keep a backlog of, of hey, this is what we're doing, this is what's coming. So if anybody's wanting to listen, I think it's on all platforms. So it's just Makers Call Company podcast. We kind of kept it simple. Cool, awesome. All right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this one, and we'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.